Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday, the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear, and we put them on the air. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. It's October 25th, 2013, and today... We're going to be talking with two rising young singer-songwriters. That's two rising young singer-songwriters. At 2.04 Eastern, that's just three minutes from now, Leah Marie will join us and play cuts from her new EP, Undercover Lover. Leah Marie was on American Idol in Season 8, and she's building quite a music reputation for herself and quite a music career with her songs and her songwriting and her live performances. Uh, Leah Marie popped in. Last week, you remember, last Friday, for just a few minutes, she wanted to alert us to her gig at the Whiskey-A-Go-Go that night. But today... We get her for a full interview. So have your phones and your email clients ready to go because you can talk with Leah Marie on the air, and that's coming up in about three minutes. At 2.30, Eddie Gray will be our guest with his new EP, Metamorphosis. Eddie sold out the Wits End Club in Los Angeles four weekends in a row, and Metamorphosis, his second major release, is a masterpiece. We're going to be playing cuts from it to give you a taste of what this incredibly talented young man can do. So again, have your phones ready and have your email clients ready because you can be on the air with uh, Eddie Gray. And just just remind you, the number here is 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. And also you can email us. We love those emails. We understand a lot of you are sitting there with your at work with your earphones on and you're listening to us instead of listening to that PowerPoint that's on your screen. So you can email us. Music Friday at gmail.com, musicfriday at gmail.com. And right now, I want you to stick around. You're going to meet two of the nation's next music stars. And remember, this is your show. These bands are here to talk with you. So again, 347-215-7511 or musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Also, if you listen to us on um, Blog Talk, the chat room is open. So log on to the chat room, and you can also hit us on Twitter. We're at, at Sign Music Friday Live. But what we really love is to hear from you. So if you know a hot new band and you think they should be on Music Friday, tell us about them. Go to our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Click on the Your Choice tab. It's right there on the top and put their name in the nomination form. It takes about 30 seconds, and it can put a band that you've discovered on the air. And while you're there, you know, look around. There's reviews to check out. There's band bios to check out. There's videos. So just sort of poke around. That's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. Well, it's almost time to talk to our first guest, but uh, first of all, I want to give a shout-out, a quick shout-out to our terrestrial radio listeners, and especially our listeners at 1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay. 
1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay. I understand that a longtime friend of my producer has been listening religiously to this program on 1490. And you know who you are, so I want to say hi to you and to everyone else in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. Tampa Bay, incidentally, is a great place. I love, to, I love to be there. So hi to everybody on 1490 WWPR in Tampa Bay, and hi to everybody listening to us on the radio out there. And also I want to remind everybody that Music Friday is brought to you by Solar City. Solar City is America's number one provider of clean energy, and we'll tell you more about that later. But right now... Right now, our guest is with us. Now, Leah Marie popped in on the show last week to alert us to her gig that night at the Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A. So she's, she's no stranger to Music Friday. But in case you missed her, last, miss, missed her last week, Leah Marie is an alum of American Idol, building a brand and a career with her radio-ready songwriting and her heartfelt singing. And actually, this woman is a songwriting machine. She has over 200 original songs from her credit to her credit during her career. She even wrote songs between her college classes. Music Connection magazine named her the number one pop demo of 2007 when she was only 15 years old, and a year later, she released her debut album, all original songs, too. And then she storyboarded six popular music videos off this album. Her new mu music video for Take Me For A Ride is rapidly approaching 1 million views on YouTube. Her fans have flocked to her shows in Nashville, where she's played, out, played to sold-out venues. And now, back in L.A., she's expanded her live show fan base with gigs at The Mint, Genghis Cohen, Whiskey A Go-Go, The House of Blues, and I'm sure more to come. Lisa Marie, welcome to Music Friday, or welcome, or welcome back to Music Friday. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Lisa Marie, you are the hardest working musician I have had on this show in the five years we've been broadcasting. Where does all that drive come from? Well, um, I just, I guess I'm naturally hard working and I feel like you work hard at anything that you're really passionate about. And I'm very passionate about the songwriting. I've always been primarily a songwriter. And I started writing songs when I was eight, and with the first four chords my piano teacher gave me, I wrote a song, and I just never stopped, and I just kept with it, because I just, I absolutely love songwriting. Well, we're certainly glad you did, uh, you, that you kept with it. You know, you're known for your, your pop songs, with, with catchy hooks and dance-ready beats and, and uh, witty lyrics, but when, when I saw you Friday night at the, um, at the Whiskey, you did something I wasn't really expecting. You sat down at the piano and you sang ballads, sweet, soulful ballads. I want to play a little bit of one here.
That's got an awful lot of emotional punch to it, which I don't think you can get the same way in a pop song. So is that what's going on here, that you're letting your pure voice just push the listener's buttons more deeply in ballads than you can with pop music? Well, I think it's a different kind of um, of, of soul. And, and when you heard me on piano, you just hear the total artistry. It's not produced. It's not, you know, any of that. It's just a girl singing her original song on the piano. And I think that that can be particularly powerful in a live setting. So I wanted to try something out and, and see and the audience seemed to really like just me playing the piano, too. Well, but, well I really like uh, you, you playing the piano, too. And, and, of course, I've heard you say that, that one of your favorite things is to play the piano and sing. So w- w- why is that? Because you have so much fun when you're on stage with your band. Well, why is one of your favorite things just sitting there and playing the piano? <laughs> what happens to you when you shift from standing up and rocking out to just being at the piano with your audience? Because when I'm at the piano, I'm just me in my most natural state as an artist. There's no production. There's, it's so vulnerable. It's like my most vulnerable state to be in as an artist. There's nothing behind you. There's nothing produced. It's just you and the piano and the song that you wrote. Well, you certainly do it well. Uh, I, there's another song you played, too, that I'd, I'd like to play a bit of along those lines. This is In Another Life. I wrote it for the Twilight series. the treasure I am yours and you are mine what an inspiring lyric and what a what a great message such a a powerful way to capture feeling now I I know that that was written for the Twilight series but can you tell us a little bit about the story that led up to that song yeah absolutely well quite frequently well first of all I'm a big movie buff I love the movies so when I go to the movies sometimes uh, I'll really like it and I'll just come home and be really inspired and I saw the first Twilight movie. I came home, and it just came pouring out of me. I started with that haunting piano riff, and and I just started storyboarding the lyrics. And I, I think I wrote like 10 pages on that song of just lyrics and things that I wanted to say to, to get the point across in another life, meaning if you bit her and, be, and she became a vampire in another life, but also, um, you know, in another life if, if she didn't become a vampire. So, 
Well, you, you you did it really well, and and I love that 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 piano that you start with is 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 that something you had to work at, or did you just sit sit down and it just sort of came to you? Well, I already had that melody line in my head, so all I had to do was figure it out. That's usually the way it is. Uh, all my piano riffs and all my melodies, really, it just I I usually just have to figure out what the chords are. <laughs> We we got we're starting to get email in from your your fans here and um, Sandy in Los Angeles said wow a Twilight fan are we ever going to see her in Twilight <laughs> probably probably not huh well it would be fun I mean I'm always up for a new challenge but I would certainly love to be in the soundtrack. <laughs> Well, I, I think I think you should be, and I and I hope that the producers are listening uh, now because I, that's an ideal piece of music. Just you and the piano and songwriting that pierces the heart and the life um, is a talent and a career that that many people would love to be successful at. But but I don't want to slight your your pop music because you you still do a great job with with pop music. So. Um, uh, Let's let's listen to a little bit of uh, some of your pop music. In fact, uh, one would be um, ideal, and that's the title song to to this EP. Now, there's a song I know is going to be popular with parents of daughters all over the country. Uh, but seriously, or not seriously, as the case may be, where did that song come from? Did that come from real life? Yes, all of my songs are written from the pages of life. Not necessarily my life, but just people around me. And inspiration is everywhere. And I feel like it's a very relatable topic because... How many girls are going out with a guy that maybe their parents don't approve of, you know? Um, I'm not going to speculate on that, <laughs> but I'm sure there are <laughs> plenty. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm talking with uh, Leah Marie, and uh, we're playing her, her, her music from her, her new EP, Undercover Lover. We just played a cut from that. We would love to hear uh, your voice on the air talking with her, 347 or you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we are getting lots of email, uh, mostly from people in Los Angeles, um, Boswell in Los Angeles, Regis in Los Angeles, and Blister Pack in Los Angeles all want to know if they can see you again. Do you have any more gigs lined up for Los Angeles? So what's the answer for that one? Yes, I'm working on it. And if you would like to come to my next show, uh, just send an email with the subject line subscribe to L E A 
M-A-R-I-E music at yahoo.com. That's Leah Marie music at yahoo.com with the subject line subscribe, and I will send you when I'm playing next. Okay, and also why don't you just tell people what your website is too. Yeah, my website is leahmariemusic.com. That's L-E-A-M-A-R-I-E music.com. You can get my second album, Undercover Lover, on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And again, that's Undercover Lover by Leah Marie. And everybody should should download it. This is a great album because it shows her entire range. Um, I want to get back to the, the song we just played, the title song, uh, Undercover Lover. That's very lush arrangement. There's a lot of energy and a lot going on. Um, now, I understand you did the pianos, the harmony, and the vocal tracks, and you recorded the whole album together on weekends while you were at college. Is that right? I did, yes. And uh, I also co-produced the album, because I always know what I want the song to sound like, even before I go in the studio. So I put together production examples, the 6-8 beat feel that I wanted, and I just it, it, it was very easy for me to put together, because I already had the vision in my head. All I had to do was get it down on on Pro Tools. <laughs> <laughs> so you've not only uh, um, learned songwriting, but you've also learned record producing, uh, too. Well, I feel like, especially in today's world, it's very important to be a multifaceted, self-developed artist. It, you, you have to do everything yourself, and I don't want to be... There's a lot of great singers, but they're all waiting for a song or waiting for someone to produce them or waiting for this or waiting for that. I'm not waiting for anybody, you know? Besides the fact that I have no patience, but, you know, I want to be a multifaceted, self-developed artist, and that's what I've spent the past 13 years doing. You hear that world? You better stay out of this woman's way because she's going to get it done. Right? Now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when you assemble uh, an album that shifts from high-energy pop like Undercover Lover to an emotional ballad like Another Life, uh, do you have to do them on separate days? Do you put some distance between the two, or can you just move right from one to the other? It depends on the day, honestly. I mean, I feel like the pop power tracks have a very different energy, but you also have to keep the piano ballads consistent with your style. So really, it, it, it really depends because if you've got to get in the mood for the ballads, you know? You have to put your mood lighting on in the studio, and it's just a different feel. Um, have you uh, videoed your, your, uh, yourself in the studio? I have not, but I am going to now. Uh, I was just thinking, you, you said you've got your mood lights on. It sounds like this would be a great video, and, and you know, you've got a number of, of very good videos up. Uh, if you do, send us a copy because we love to put it on our, our website. It sounds like you have a lot of fun when you're putting these together. It's not all sweat and tears. No, I love it. That's why I'm doing it. I, you know, I'm, I'm all about the songwriting. I've been writing songs since I was eight. So, um, as, as you move forward in your career, I, I, I know you have built a brand uh, that's based on your singing and your songwriting and your performances. Do you ever see yourself reaching a point in, in which you're spending more time songwriting for other people? You know... 
Not really, because I feel like I want to be an artist right now and pursue that, but definitely in the future I, I can see myself writing for other people. And particularly one thing I'm interested in getting into is writing for artists. I think that would be really fun. You, you cut out a little bit uh, there. What, what, what was that you really wanted to get into? Oh, uh, writing for already established artists. Sure. Well, yeah. I, I know... I know you were going to college in uh, in Nashville, which of course is the the, the, the ten pan alley of uh, popular music. And there's every every songwriter in the world goes to Nashville at some point. Did you get caught up in that at all, or are you were you kind of separate from the whole Nashville music scene? Oh no, absolutely! I was completely immersed in it. It's Music City. It's the city of songwriters, and that's why I wanted to go to college there because I'm I'm a songwriter and. Uh, I was taught by some of the greatest, like Tom Douglas, he wrote The House That Built Me from Miranda Lambert, and he was one of my personal songwriting coaches, and he was extremely helpful in developing that, and going out to the Bluebird Cafe and all the Nashville songwritery places and hearing what other songwriters have to say great, greatly influenced me. Do, do you miss that now that you're back in L.A.? Yes, but there's pros and cons to every place. I mean, some of those Nashville folks didn't take too kindly to my lyrics. So, you know, it's good to be back in L.A. in that way, you know? <laughs> okay, and I can imagine which ones. Probably a song we've got coming up in, in a minute or two. Um, we've got, speaking of uh, places that might take kindly to your lyrics, uh, Mona in New York City uh, uh, emailed in, and she says that we need you on the East Coast. Any plans? Yes, I would love to come to the East Coast sometime soon. Just, you know, um, I need to look into venues there and I guess start up with that, but I haven't been back to the East Coast since I moved to L.A. Um, let me recommend Joe's Cafe, which is a great place for a, a song, so, a singer-songwriter like you. It's a, um, a very popular listening room. Um, and speaking of that, um, Alabaster in Santa Fe uh, wants wants to know when you put a song like that together, do you record the track separately and then mesh them together all at once, or do you try to have all the music going at the same time? As far as the pop tracks. Yeah. So, well, first I usually start with uh, a piano vocal in the song, and then like just a scratch piano vocal, but I'll have the exact beat per minute that I want, so I can start building the beat, then I'll put in the synths, then I'll put in any other instruments that I want, fill it in, get the track going, and then I'll record the real lead vocal, and then I'll put all the harmonies in. So does that answer the question? Uh, answers it for me. I don't know about Alabaster. Maybe he'll uh, or she, she or he will uh, email back in and, and tell us. But but uh, that brings up another question for me. And incidentally, we're talking with uh, Leah Marie, and you can talk with Leah Marie at three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or you can email in at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. But that that raises Alabaster's question raised a question for me: is how long does it take for you to put a song together like? the title song for this for this album, like uh, Undercover Lover? You know, it honestly, it depends on how inspired I am when I first write the song, because some songs, it'll take me an hour to write just through and through. Some songs, it'll take me like a whole month to get the lyric exactly the way I want it. Um, but as far as the production goes, I generally pretty much know what I want, so that usually only takes a few days. 
Hmm, interesting. Now, I know you were going to college while you were there, and having and a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm a retired college professor, so I have some knowledge of uh, what students go through. Even I probably put some of them through it myself. Um, you told me that you were writing songs between class. Uh, do, do you really can can you make the mind shift that fast from Econ 101 to um, uh, Undercover Lover? Well, songwriting has always been my form of escapism. So if I'm bored enough, yes, I'll just start, you know, writing lyrics on my paper. And that's how I came to write one of my newer songs called Aphrodite that I haven't released yet. But I was in my Greek poetry class, and we were reading a Sappho poem. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of checked out, but I'm really inspired. So I'm just going to start writing this song. And that's, that's how a lot of my songs come. So, so you're sitting there in class writing a song, huh? <laughs> yeah. Usually, my teachers think I'm taking notes. <laughs> I'm sure I had plenty of students like you, except they they weren't nearly as good at songwriting and singing as as you are. So, you've got a new song, Aphrodite, out. Is that on your website? It's not yet. It's not released yet. I was just using that as an example, but I am planning on releasing it soon. Okay, well, when you do, let, let, us, let us know. Um, maybe we can um, put it up on our website, too, particularly if there's a video with it, because that sounds like a very interesting song, particularly if you were sitting in Nashville writing a song inspired about the poems of Sappho. I'm sure those lyrics went over really well in Nashville. Um, want to play another uh, another one of your uh, your songs here, and want to keep in the, the energy here, and... Uh, this is a, a song that, um, well, let, let's just listen to it. We can talk about it here. This is Mi, Mi, Mi Chico Latino. Now, the video that goes with that, uh, Michiko Latino, which is on our website, musicfridaynationbuilder.com, and also our YouTube channel, it has you and two fanboys on the stage in a pretty tight dance routine, uh, one that looks like you had to work on for a while. What's the story there? Is there a Chico Latino and that inspired you? Oh, there's always Chico Latinos in Miami. 
and that's where I wrote the song. I went to Miami on, on vacation, and there were just so many beautiful Latin men over there. So I was so inspired, I had to write about them. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. Now, where did you did you film that video in uh, Miami? No, I did not. I did not do a music video for Michiko Latino, but you never know. Maybe I will. Okay. Um, now, what prompted you to add a Latin beat uh, to your your album? And incidentally, I'm glad you did. But just where'd that idea come from? Well, I feel like the Latin beat goes with the flavor of the song. You know, you can't have a Latin song without the Latin beat. Well, I mean, in in the whole EP, though, you you decided to insert a Latin song in addition to the ballads and the um, um, the pop music. Yeah, well, I felt that it was still consistent enough to to go with the style of the other songs, but just you know, switch it up and do something spontaneous and exciting that was a little bit different from the rest of the album. And that way it, it's it's spicy, it adds a little heat, it adds a little flavor, and, you know, it's like cooking. you got to get the recipe right, you know? <laughs> well, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and in addition to that, it also shows your range, too, that uh, you are very versatile. And uh, I'm really glad you put that, that in. It, it pops out. I've been listening to it all week. You know, it's one of those songs that uh, you put in your iPod uh, on the top of your playlist, and it keeps you moving throughout the day. So I think that was a wise choice on, on your part. We, yeah, uh, I feel we have, like it's important to be a little musically diverse, but well, also keep consistent in your style. Well, you, you pulled it off there. Um, well, time flies when you're having fun, and uh, we are out of time. So I want to say thank you so much, uh, Leah Marie, for coming back to talk with us. Oh, thank you, Patrick. And again, uh, you can download my album, Undercover Lover, on iTunes, Amazon, and CD Baby. And also, don't forget, you can you can find out a lot more about her and listen to her music at www.leahmariemusic.com. That's www.leahmariemusic.com. We're going to have to take a break right now, and uh, when we come back, Eddie Gray. Don't go away. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. Uh, we're back. You listen to Music Music Friday. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host. We're about to talk to Eddie Gray, and I think my producer pushed the wrong button. Right? So hang on just a second, and uh, we're going to play a little bit of uh, of 
me Chico Latino while uh, we call. Oh, here he, he's back. He's back. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank, thank you. I got to say hi. So thank you to my, my producer there. We don't, don't forget now, we want to hear from all of you. 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Call in and talk to our guests or email musicfridaylive at email.com. Well, our next guest, Eddie Gray, will be right with us. But first, I have to tell you about our sponsor, Solar City. Solar City is America's number one supplier of clean energy. Solar City will install a solar system on your home or business with no upfront cost on approved credit. You just pay for the energy you use, just like you do now, except that you use a lot less energy because the sun is making a lot of it for you. It's a win-win solution. You save money and you help save the earth. You can even <clears throat> you can even save more money if you mention Music Friday when you call Solar City. That's right. If you call my friend Tina at Solar City, you will get a $250 discount on your order. So what's Tina's phone number? Well, glad you asked. 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. Tell Tina Patrick from Music Friday Radio sent you, and she'll give you a $250 discount on your order. Remember, that's 909 909- 618-6937 for Solar City. Well, it's not unusual to see Eddie Gray surrounded by crowds of adoring young women begging him to sign their albums, EPs, body parts, whatever. Not only is he great looking, as you can tell from the photo on his new album, Metamorphosis, but he writes and he sings with a style and a voice that can precisely target the soft spot in a woman's heart, or anybody's heart for that matter. His influences range from John Mayer to Sting to Crosby, Stills, and Nash. His sound defies any distinct classification except the classification that counts the most. The classification called Music You Want to Listen to Over and Over. I've listened to this EP many times this week, and I've watched his videos, and I have to say Eddie Gray can write and sing songs that break your heart Fill your soul and stick in your mind. Eddie, welcome to Music Friday. Hey, hey. hi. Eddie, I, I want to play um, a, a little bit of the of the title track of um, your new EP, and then talk a little bit about uh, how it came about, and, and uh, because the song and the video that goes with it, I, I think say a lot of different things. So, sure thing. You're talking about the dubstep version, right?
Eddie, in that song and in the video that goes with it, you seem to be searching for yourself, for your, for your memories. The, the music is haunting. It's soulful, and, and it's almost pain, painful, or I should say full of pain. It's not painful to listen to. It's wonderful to listen to. So what's happening in that song? What are you telling us there? Yeah, I mean, I think that we're all going through an experience of, um, of um, tension and relief. You know, we all have our um, addictions or self-destructive habits. And, and then we have parts of us that really work, you know, things that we're doing out in the world, things that we're doing for ourselves. And so this is, you know, trying to find the balance between destroying ourselves and then also creating a great life. Have you found that balance? <laughs> I'm still working on it. But, uh, you know, we, we, we have our good days and our bad days, don't we? <laughs> okay, sorry to put you on the on on the spot there, but uh, the, the the message of of the song I, I think is exactly right, and I think that's one reason why you have such uh, rabid fans uh, because you you know how to speak directly to them, you understand what they're going through, and you you express that so well. Um, Thank you. A, 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 Another song of yours, uh, A Time for, for Everything, also has a, has a great musical hook in it, and it expresses that, but it's a real earworm, and it's got another interesting set of messages. Uh, it, it's one of my favorites. Music in that, as apart from the words, they're almost a voice in, in by themselves. That, that it, they, it packs such a punch. And when you add the lyrics, it's a very powerful story in which the music and the lyrics really create more than the sum of the parts. Now, what was the genesis of that? Uh, the genesis was was just that. It was actually the Bible. I, uh, you know, I'm not a Catholic or a Christian, but uh, I do appreciate the book. And uh, there's a a story in there, uh, I think it's Ecclesiastes or Proverbs, which, you know, essentially goes goes over this, this theme, this concept of, you know, life is going to go up and life is going to go down and there's a time for hate and there's a time for love and, and uh, everything is appropriate, you know. And, um, you know, my favorite part about it is that you don't have to take everything so seriously, you know. Things are going to happen to you and, and, you know, all things, you know, must pass, like George Harrison said. So, you know, it's just... Um, there's the joy of life, and then there's the other part of it, and uh, and it's all one and the same thing. 
from the, the lyrics in your songs and, and what you're saying, um, your life until now has had ups and downs, joys and, 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 uh, and sorrows. Is that where you're drawing your, uh, your inspiration from, or, is this, or are you looking at the lives around you? Um, I think every writer, you know, begins with himself. There's an introspection period where you have to, you know, release something or come to terms with something. Uh, my process, you know, it, I, it's a very unconscious, very automatic process. In other words, I'll go to the studio, the rehearsal studio, and, you know, I'll just start kind of like, you know, being fixed on a certain, you know, hook or melody or, or feel. And then all of a sudden, this, the songs start to happen to me, as opposed to me trying to make them happen. And it's my job to, you know, whenever I do get in that creative zone, to stay with it as much as possible. And then hopefully, um, you know, with enough practice and skill, you know, bring the songs to life. We're talking with, with Eddie Gray, and uh, we're talking about his new uh, EP, Metamorphosis. And you can talk with him, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. We've got a lot of emails coming in now. Uh, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. I want to play just the beginning of that one again. Just a second. The the beginning of that the the the, uh, the guitar uh, picking I don't it's not really picking but the guitar strumming that you do at the beginning and then how how it breaks in when you bring in the the rest of the sounds um, did that just come naturally or did you really have to work on that because it's so well done the timing of that's perfect I'm going to credit that to uh, Mr Matt Thorne he's a producer on the album he's a multi platinum producer. And the guy is, you know, the best kept secret in, in Burbank. Um, he's an incredible, <laughs> he has an incredible mind. He's an incredible, uh, has an incredible musical IQ. And, and, you know, that was really, that came from, from him, to be honest. Uh, and for our listeners who are not in Southern California, Burbank is a city in Los Angeles County where there are a lot of record studios. And in fact, I think the uh, the headquarters of a number of the big national record companies are. Uh, we got uh, some emails here. We've got one from Javier in Dallas. And Dallas says, wow, a pop singer who knows a little bit about the Bible. What else does he know? Any other books he uh, he likes to draw songs from? Um, you, you know, let's see. I've... Um Sorry, that just came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this is our audience. <laughs> <laughs> I can't right. think of anything right now. I can tell you what books I'm reading right now, if that helps. But uh, oh. no, no, I, I can't think of a, another song. Okay. Well, Brendel in Seattle uh, writes, uh, there was a line in there, I think I heard it right, something about second-guessing myself. Did I get it right, and what does that refer to? Yeah, uh, you know, it's just sometimes... I mean, how can you be so sure of, of, of anything, you know, really, you know? I mean, you go out into the world and there's so many variables and there's so many people and, uh, and you know, he, there's, there's this element of like, am I doing this right, you know? And, and, then, uh, and then you do have those moments in life where you're, you're clear about, you know, what you're doing. So, yeah, you know, I'm always second-guessing myself. Um, but you the important, also, thing, is, the important thing is that you, that you take the chance no matter what and that you still go on and, and that you be courageous and that you that you go on in spite of any any doubt. 
Well, speaking of a time for everything and being courageous, um, you have found time to take your, your show to middle schools in Los Angeles. Now, I understand developing audiences young, but you were actually there to stimulate the music and the arts. Could you tell us about that? Uh, were you in classrooms or auditoriums or playgrounds? What did the kids think? Kids loved it. Um, we were in, you know, in cafeterias, classrooms, everything. It was, it was a great experience. We played at a couple of different uh, middle schools and high schools. And, um, you know, one thing I love about, you know, the, the, the younger generation is that they're, you know, you don't have to impress them. You don't have to, like, set yourself up. It's like, a, you know, when I play for, you know, my normal crowds, I feel like I first have to, like, woo them, you know. It's like going on a, on a first date all over again, you know. So, um, but, you know, when you play for kids, they just want to have fun and they just want to play. So. Did you bring your whole band with you? Yeah. Did, did you guys set up on playgrounds or in auditoriums? <laughs> no, no we, we set out, like, in schoolyards, you know, like, uh, where everybody is, you know, kind of hanging out, eating food, et cetera. Did, uh, did, did any of the kids uh, that you know of say that they would like to, to become a... Uh, a singer or a piano player or a guitar player as a result of this? Did you have those conversations? I didn't have those conversations. I met a lot of young players um, who, you know, have a lot of potential and, you know, who asked me for advice and things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I basically was like, just keep going to school, you know, like just keep going to school because I think it's important, you know, unless you absolutely love music and you're willing to, you know, die for it, for lack of a better term, um, I, you know, I don't think you should do it, you know, full time, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of great people. I talked to a lot of, you know, cool young girls out there and, uh, you know, a lot of potential and, and I'm excited about the future. There's a lot of good people out there. Well, I know you, you also worked with the American Red Cross, uh, Japan relief, uh, back in 2011. And, and I mm -hmm. take it that in addition to music, uh, you're always involved in something greater than yourself or is your passion for helping others and your passion for music sort of the same thing? No, you know, I found out this last year that, you know, um, my purpose is, you know, is to heal, you know, and to grow. And, and so music is an extension of that. You know, I love music. There's a lot of other things that I'm doing as well. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to do my part. You know, everybody has their, you know, strengths and, and things that they're good at. And, um, you know, I just want to do what I can, when I can, how I can, you know. You know, you know it's it's interesting uh, that, that you say that uh, you're there to heal. As you, as you probably know, there's been a lot of research, um, particularly coming out of Dan Devine and Stanford, that shows that music does have an actual healing effect on people. Uh, <clears throat> and for, for our, our, our listeners who may not be familiar with that, I recommend a book called This Is Your Brain on Music, which uh, mm. uh, has the uh, research in it that shows how music actually does heal people in many hospitals bring in musicians. We, um, Salvador Santana was on last week, and he talked about some of the organizations that he works with that do that. And I know one of them um, that I've worked with is uh, Bread and Roses up in Northern California, which actually brings music to cancer wards because they have found that it not only makes the, the kids, the children's cancer wards make the kids feel better, it has a healing effect. Uh, so I think you're right on there that uh, – being a musician and being dedicated to, to healing uh, go together very, very well. I'm uh, glad to hear that. 
and we're getting a lot of email of people who are saying they're glad to hear it too. Um, so let me, let me get to some of the emails here. Um, Stevie39 in uh, Portland wants to know, how did you start your career? When did you first start playing music? Uh, well, there's two phases. One, you know, when I, you know, the, when I just started, I was 11 years old, and um, I was really interested in the guitar. Um, one, as a musical instrument, but two, as a way to communicate and really um, express myself, you know, as a as a teen. The second part of this was uh, three years ago, you know, when I decided to really take it on, and you know just fully, you know, invest myself in it. So um, I've been doing this for three years now, you know, full-time, and um, it's been great. It's been fun. I'm glad I, you know, I'm glad I did it and glad I had the courage, and it's, uh, and it's a worthy path. It's a, it's a good path. Well, I'm, I think so, too. Uh, and, again, we've got uh, plenty of emails here, and we will get to some of those emails, but I, I want to actually get back to some, some music here. Uh, and, yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the uh, songs in the album that uh, I have found especially touching is Don't Cry. Wonderful song. Where did what did you start with with that song? Start with the music or with the words? Uh, well, to be honest, I started off by making off a lot of mistakes in my relationship. That's how that one started. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, my you know my partner was was crying when I and uh, so you know you start to you start to just want to comfort them and. And so then just this, this hook, this theme, don't you cry, you know, just started coming out. And, um, yeah, it, it was one of those that just happened seamlessly. Well, the song feels like a supportive embrace, like like a shoulder to put your your head on in hard times. It's a, kind of a source of empathy and strength. So uh, I, I can understand that it came from a, a personal experience, but uh, it's also very it's a very sophisticated, complex piece of music. Did you have to kind of carefully craft it to get, just the right feel to it? Yeah. Um, that song was written with uh, another incredible producer in uh, Stevenson Ranch. His name is Michael Raphael, again, platinum producer. And uh, we went through a couple rewrites, of, you know, and um, this was the first song that we wrote together. And it was, you know, it was a joy to work with him. He's a really cool cat. And, um, you know, it, it was a, you know, I learned a lot from Michael Raphael. He's a, he's a good he's a good man. 
Well, speaking of uh, influences, uh, Consuelo in Madison has emailed in, and she asks, um, you said you've been doing this for three years. Is that a long time for a musician, or is it really a short time, not nearly enough time to develop a career? I don't know. Well, <laughs> I guess it depends. I mean, Go I, ahead. Yeah, I don't, you know, music doesn't, I don't think it works like that. You know, it's not like, you know, you know being a doctor, you know, where, you know, you go to school a couple of years, and then, you know, you get your certificate at the end of it all. You know, this is like, <laughs> it's a different path. So, um, yeah. Okay. Path. All right. Well, um, you, you're like like doctors, you're both in the healing business, but it takes a, a different way to get there. <laughs> um, Tiva in Atlanta says, we could use you in some of our schools. I love your music and the kids will too. Oh, well, at least you got a friend, you got a fan in Atlanta. That's great. Go ahead and email me. All right. Uh, speaking of that, uh, where can people email you? Tell us about your website. Website is eddiegray.com, G-R-E-Y.com, and the uh, email address, Eddie Gray, with the number 8. So eddiegray8 at hotmail.com. And let me say that, that uh, Eddie has has one of the more interesting and I think well-organized websites around. So definitely check out his website. And of course, you can you can get his, his music there too. And speaking of uh, music, uh, we're getting a little bit tight on time, but there's another one of your songs that uh, just too good to pass up. signature voice, uh, which is kind of is like a, a soft light beam of feeling, but it also introduces percussion and rhythm elements it's, and, and some really precise acoustic guitar conversation. That's almost like Les Paul in there. And then later on in the song, we're not playing it, but you've got electric guitar notes. Uh, so uh, this is a very sophisticated combination of things. Is, is, this, is this where your music is going, this, this, this real sophistication, lots of elements, but all blended really nicely? Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, now, is uh, only on the weekend is, is a familiar story. I'm sure that that uh, that many of us can can relate to that. Uh, did that story start with the concept or with the the music? Started off scatting in the car. Um, I was uh, I met up with a producer. Uh, his name is Swift. He's um, another LA guy. 
and um, he he brought up this track one night, and throughout the week I was listening uh, listening to the song in my car, and then I just started kind of humming and scatting this this melody, and uh, that's that's how the song occurred. Yeah. Uh, I well it, whatever I, I'm I'm not familiar with the term scatting. Is that uh, sort of a musical technical oh, term? Sc- yeah, scatting is like a jazz thing where you know people you know make. Uh, it's almost like they they use their voice as a musical instrument. So, like you know, if if, if in a jo- jazz ensemble somebody was soloing, you would just you know scat, you know that kind of thing. That's that's that sounds like a um um be an interesting video if you you scatted one of your songs. Okay, well I I love it. And, and I love the way you put all those pieces together, and I, I want to make sure everybody knows where they can find you. So, because we are out of time, like the time, like the song says, there's a time for everything, and unfortunately, it's now time to go. So, Eddie Gray, <laughs> thank you so much for talking with us today. I, I know you don't have any shows coming up, but boy, when you do, please let us know because we'd like to have you on again uh, to talk about to talk about them. But thank you for for spending the time with us today. Stay tuned. We're just looking for management right now, but stay tuned, people. A lot of big things coming. Okay. Well, follow Eddie Gray and download his music at www.eddiegray.com. You will be really glad you did. You've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan, and if you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feed at Music Friday Live, you'll get real-time updates on our guests. You nominate your favorite musician to be on Music Friday. You go to musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. You click on the Your Choice tab. Right there is a nomination form. Fill it in. It takes 30 seconds, and then we will invite them on the show for you. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Of course, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host, and also our intern is Angela Serrano, who could not be on the air with us today, but I hope she's going to be back with us next Friday. You can download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Yes, you can download them as podcasts, so that's blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Next Friday, we're going to interview Jesse Palter of Palter Ego, another one of the uh, refugees from the Wits Inn in Venice, California, a fabulous group, lots of happy music, and we're also going to bring in an acoustic team, Claudia Russell and Bruce Kaplan, a little bit of, little bit of folk music there. And uh, right now, we're going to leave you with uh, Only on the Weekend. See you next Friday. Yeah.